Hello, I'm Kenny Smith, and this is The Best Story I've Heard Today, a podcast for news junkies. We know you can't possibly see all of the great content being produced, so we're bringing you a story that you might have otherwise overlooked. Our guests each day tell us about the best story they've found today, and today we're pleased to welcome back to the program Carly Lanick, the editor-in-chief of the Indiana Daily Student, the award-winning Carly Lanick. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Carly just uh, got an honor from the Hearst Awards. Not an insignificant uh, nod to her young journalism career, but more importantly today, tell us about the story you found today. Tell us why we should go look into it as well. Sure. So this is a series that's been rolling out and is continuing to be published through the Indianapolis Star. Um, It's called Exploited, and it's a series by Tim Sorens, who's a columnist for the Star. Um, and um, it's just been fascinating to watch and follow. They're on, I think, part six of 10 so far. Um, so he's doing some really great work taking a look at child exploitation, um, not just in Indiana or the Midwest, but really this is a national and international project, which um, for what many people, such as myself, growing up in Indianapolis, seeing in your hometown paper, is kind of cool to see this global scope that the Indy Star is reaching out to. Six parts of ten coming, and they have uh, just yesterday uh, published the sixth part. And so just to give you some topic ideas of, of what's going on here in the ten-parter, part one, who buys a child for sex? Part two, shattering the Lolita fantasy, victims who need training wheels. The titles alone, we were just discussing, are a little bit un- uncomfortable, but it would have to be given the subject matter. And it goes on and on. Talk about some of the details that you're seeing in this Uh, that is really eye-opening material in terms of the journalism and the reporting that they're doing here. You know, it's really jarring. You may see or hear about, um, you know, these types of stories on TV. But when you're reading and you're you're looking at um, what Tim's reported, you know, young girls who are still riding bikes with training wheels on them, Um, you know, girls who have, are are 11, 12, 13, 14 years old, some some of them, and, and looking at, this is something that's so much deeper than just, you know, this shadowy industry. It's something that affects, you know, young kids and, and is objectively wrong. So when we take a look at his writing as a columnist, he's doing investigative reporting, but he's also calling attention to it and not shying away from the fact that this shouldn't be happening. He writes very passionately about how these um these stories play out and and it shows through his writing, which I personally was very drawn to. He takes a look specifically, there's a part of the series. He he actually goes to a meeting for these these Johns or or the men who've been um, buying sex from children and takes this opportunity to try to understand where where this comes from. He didn't shy away from these people that we would consider to be monsters, really. He doesn't shy away from reaching out and trying to understand their side and what drives this and, and how some people recognize this problem and are seeking help for their problem. I found that very interesting as well. You said he does not shy away mm-hmm. from the conversation, particularly with the Johns. He quotes himself here uh, in a room full of sex buyers. He asked, and this is the quote, do you ever think about the life stories of the girls and women you purchased? And it's very interesting in that same piece. He talks about how these men are in this sense of denial. You know, the the children that are being advertised, they're not being advertised as children. They're being advertised as, you know, 19-year-old young women. But there's this sense of knowledge that 
They could be 19 as advertised. They could be 15. They could be 25. But why ruin the fantasy, right? Like, So it, it was very interesting to take a look even into the thought process behind that and the thinking of these people who are involved in, um, in a trade that is so societally discouraged and, and shamed that these men are living in a sense of denial that to some extent they know that something is wrong but they can't come to terms with it. And I think the, the way that Tim writes about that and explains it, I think is enlightening on the situation because how do you address a problem without tackling the root cause? You mentioned this is a wide-ranging uh, investigative series mm-hmm. for the star. Uh, the most recent part, part six, has a dateline in Kenya. And there's a quote in here from a Kenyan field worker. And the quote is, they sleep by the roadsides. They start taking drugs at an early age, sniffing glue, smoking marijuana. Some people want to take advantage of these kids. They sexually abuse them. Some people use kids for child labor. The child is just given a little bit of money to buy drugs. This is an incredible on the ground and across continents here. Look into this situation. This is an incredible investigative journalism. Does it do anything beyond open my eyes and your eyes to a problem. Sure. I mean, I think what's so great about this series is you mentioned the Kenya dateline. He went to, I believe, also Tijuana and uh, Bangkok. He went to the, straight to the source, um, exploring not just what we see as sex trafficking here in America, but he went to places where... Um, this is a part of a societal norm where you can go into these um, sex shops and and looks at you know where this culture originates. It, it's a series, clearly yes, of child exploitation, but it's also a series of culture and of backgrounds and why this happens and how it almost takes a wide sweeping um, historical take of why this has come to be. And I think that's maybe what's most enlightening about this is. Again, there's there's notions that we have of what child sex work looks like or should be like, what we've seen on TV or in, or in um, shows and programs. But Tim shows us so much more than, than that. He takes us behind the scenes of how this happened and, and how it originates through our culture and other cultures as well. Tim Swarens is a columnist, an opinion columnist mm-hmm. at The Star. This is an important distinction in newsrooms. He's not a reporter. He's a columnist. Mm-hmm. But he's doing some seriously involved reporting here. How did all this come about, a 10-part series for The Star with a columnist? At the bottom of each story, um, there's some ex- explanation text there that mentions um, a grant from the uh, SPJ, Society of Professional Journalists, um, and a few other folks who helped fund this Um which I think is really important to note. Big projects like this um, can't happen easily in journalism. Sending someone to these places around the world is um, something that requires support and time. Um, Many journalists don't have the time to dig into these kinds of stories, not as many as um, I would love to see. So to to note that there are um, societies and professional organizations that support this work is very important. 10,000 children a year are... uh suggested as being a part of the commercial sexual exploitation industry, if you will, in the United States. And the International Labor Organization suspects there's uh, about a million children a year around the world. Mm -hmm. This is a very human, a very tragic impact Mm -hmm. here. I think it's something a lot of the world maybe consciously knows is wrong, but in in the day-to-day, 
isn't thinking about it as much as maybe we should be. It, it seems like a taboo or a thing that, oh, this doesn't happen here. Or this doesn't happen to me or anyone I know. Um, but I think people would be fairly surprised to hear those statistics and learn how common it is. Putting yourself in the position of the reporter sure. to go in to talk to perhaps victims, to talk to people who are engaged in this trade, mm-hmm. um, there's a human toll on, on the writers, on the reporters as well. Talk about what this must be like. You've, you've done investigative work <laughs> on, on sexual assault on your campus, but right. talk about at the end of the day, you carry home stories too. It, it is. It takes a toll and it's, it's very, um, I can imagine, demanding and difficult emotionally to process and handle those things. You know, I think there's got to be um, a crazy amount of drive to keep up with a project like this for a year and to not let it eat away at you. I'm sure in a sense it does. And I've heard journalists, you know, come to this campus and speak about it and how it's affected them. Um, but at the end of the day, it's also a knowledge that you're doing something greater and that hopefully some good will come from this. And, and that, you know, that personal pain that you may feel reporting that. It is working towards a goal of, of enlightening on a topic people may not know about and hopefully leading to some change. I've already seen some very positive feedback on social media in response to this series. People asking um, you know, the public to reach out to their legislators and, and tackle this issue um, from just a governing standpoint of saying, how can we protect against child trafficking? Is there something more our officials can be doing? Um, so that, that's a really important aspect to keep in mind. Um, even even in the middle of a big project, to think that something at the end of the day can change from this work. Here's another place to reach out if you suspect human trafficking. There is a national human trafficking hotline. It is a toll-free number, 1-888-373-7888. And the series that Carly has been discussing with us is titled Exploited Inside the Dark World of Child Trafficking, a 10-part series, six parts completed at the Indianapolis Star right now. A, a difficult read, but an eye-opening read in many yes. respects. We would very much encourage you to check those out. We've got links to the story and to Carly below the audio here. Uh, please do check those out. Carly Lanick, Editor-in-Chief of the Indiana Daily Student. Thanks again for being with us today. Thank you. I appreciate it. This is the best story I've heard today. We hope you've enjoyed the show and that you'll share it with others. Thanks for listening. We look forward to sharing stories with you again very soon. I'm Kenny Smith. Hey, thanks again for listening to the best story I've heard today. And here's a bit more news for you. You can hear this show on our host site, podbean.com. But the best story I've heard today is also syndicated now on sites like Stitcher and Google Play. Just go to those sites and search the best story I've heard today. You can find us on podbean.com, on Stitcher, and on Google Play. The best story I've heard today.